Hi, and welcome to Matt Holman Talks Mental Health, the podcast where I have the opportunity to normally sit down and chat with amazing guests about their journeys with mental health. This is the celebration episode, episode 100 of the podcast. Incredible to think that just a few months ago, back in November, on the 19th of November, we launched the first ever episode of the Matt Holman Talks Mental Health podcast. In that time, we've had amazing conversations. Since that point, we've talked to people about all aspects of mental health charities, supporting organisations, people who have been through some really serious life challenges, but come through the other side. The podcast is recorded to help the conversations of mental health, to help people to feel like they're not alone. This episode was supposed to be a very special episode for me. It was one that had been planned for a while, but sadly is unable to take place in the way that I would have hoped previously. Episode 100 was dedicated to my daughter, my daughter, who is currently, unfortunately, still in hospital. She came home in September and she was doing so well. In April of this year, she unfortunately took a regression in her recovery, which meant that she needed to go back into hospital. We talked about the podcast together. She was very encouraged by what we were doing, by raising the conversations and by supporting more people through their challenges and experiences of mental health. I know she will listen to this at some point. I'm so proud of her for the work that she's doing to recover again. We will never ever give up on her. We are very supportive to her and the people around us who know what we're going through, the story of her journey, are there to help and support us too. So this is episode 100. It would have been with my daughter talking about her journey with mental health. It's not to be for this episode, but the reality is we will get to that at some point. I so look forward to the day where I can sit down and have that conversation openly with her too. So, as I said, this is a celebration and I know it's not easy for me and I, I can feel it as well. I feel quite anxious about recording this episode. I feel quite anxious because I don't know what to expect and I'm sure you don't either. But no, we're taking care of ourselves. As I go through this episode and talk about some of the experiences that we've been through over the last year and a half since uh, the beginning of this pandemic started, I want you all to take care of yourself and to make sure that you consider how you can improve and support your own mental journeys too. I also want to send out an invitation to anyone that would like to participate in a future episode. If anybody is listening and you would love to tell your story or you've got an interesting story to tell, and actually we've all got an interesting story to tell, then please do feel free to get in touch. Uh, there will be all the links, you know how to contact me. It's been an incredible journey, it really has. I cannot overemphasize the fact that this experience for me was born from a quick conversation. A good friend of mine, Paul Maunders, and I were talking back in October, beginning of November last year, and he tried to encourage me, or he was encouraging me, to branch out into more visual media, videos, YouTube. Never at that point did I ever have in my plan to do videos and YouTube or any other um, sort of form of media. And we continued that conversation and very quickly it became evolved into a channel. MH2, Matt Holman Talks Mental Health. Paul was very kind to donate me a brand and a logo. And so that was the, the birth of MH2. But we had this vehicle to use. Reaching out to friends and colleagues to ask if they wanted to talk about mental health was an interesting experience. The reaction was really positive. First episode was with a very good friend of mine, um, Darren. 
and hearing him talk about his story and seeing how he saw mental health from his perspective is really important and set the tone actually for the following 98 episodes. As I've evolved the way that the podcast has been recorded and the conversations we've been having, what's become very apparent is that everyone is unique in their story and their experience. And yet we don't spend enough time sitting down and listening to each other. I found it fascinating, the feedback that I've had, how people have managed to connect with others, even guests of the podcast, connecting with other guests of the podcast and talking more about mental health. I feel so humbled by the thought that people have actually listened to others maybe for the first time to tell their story. I've learned about people I thought I knew. I've learned things about people that I thought I knew, knew about already that I didn't know. And that's the beauty of talking and listening. That's what a podcast gives you, the ability to sit back, to listen, to relax and enjoy whatever it is that you're engaged in listening to. So we're gonna continue. The podcast will not stop at 100 episodes, it will continue. <clears throat> we already have plans for more. We already have more people involved in conversations and we will continue to evolve the podcast. If you want to get involved, please do. But these conversations are important. Right now, more than ever, people are struggling. We know this. We see this within the statistics. We see the data that's proving that there is challenges lay ahead. Sometimes we feel isolated. We feel like there's nobody there. We don't have the support around us. And I want you all to understand that actually that's not true. There is support around us. There are people who care and there are communities out there that want to help these conversations. So please do get involved. I want to, for anybody that's watching this, just say this isn't a laundry behind me that you might see. For anybody that's listening on the podcast through your podcast channel, uh, maybe flip over to the YouTube channel and have a look what I'm talking about. There's three t-shirts behind me. These three t-shirts are there intentionally. There's also a London Marathon medal. I'll get to that shortly. But the three t-shirts represent areas of my life that are really critically important to me. The first one there is the 24-hour humans t-shirt. Back in October of 2019, I was very lucky to have the opportunity <coughs> to deliver a TEDx talk. It was at TEDx in Newport, El Casanui, as the uh, TEDx label will say. But I was able to stand up and I had the privilege to stand up and talk about a subject that I'm very passionate about, being a 24-hour human. Now, I'm going to share with you something about that experience that you wouldn't know and that nobody knew at the time. I was struggling. I was in a really, really difficult space when I delivered my 24-hour humans TED TEDx talk. What happened was two weeks before my daughter had attempted to take her own life. She was in hospital. She was getting help. But I had this opportunity presented to me that something I'd wanted to do for such a long time. Now, I was torn. I really was torn. I was torn in knowing what to do, but I wanted to do something that I knew would be a positive move forward. My daughter was in a safe space in hospital, so I took the opportunity to take forward and do a TEDx talk. Most presenters of a TEDx get maybe eight to nine months to prepare. I had seven days to prepare. I talked about it during the actual session itself. But as many things in my life, I will throw myself in and I will get involved and I will try to do it and I'll try to do it to the best of my ability. But when I watch that back, and I find it hard to watch back, I can see and feel the pain that I was going through at the time as well. And I know that doesn't mean that you have to go and watch it just to see if that's true. But what I want you to understand is that in our worlds, I talk often about this reality of time being a really critical part. Now, 24-hour humans, to me, just to break it down a little bit further for those that haven't watched it, 
or haven't heard me talking about this subject represents this reality that we are all equal in time. We are all equal as human beings in the amount of time that we have in every day, 24 hours, of course. And how we invest our time is critical. So it is an important lead into the work that I do in mental health. It is an important lead into the relationship that I have with my own mental health and helping support myself, especially when times are hard and struggles are there. So it's a realization that says the more of that time we can invest in ourselves, the better our journey of mental health and the opportunities for us to, to do well will become. So it is really important. Critical point number one. Second one there, of course, is the mental health, uh, Matt Holman Talks Mental Health podcast, MH2. And from now on, I'm going to refer to it as MH2, because for those that don't know, I'm very lucky to be born with this, with the initials MH, Matt Holman, and mental health. So when you combine the two together, that's where MH2 comes from. So just to give you an insight into how that all came about, and it's not MH squared, or maybe it is anyway. But the podcast has been an amazing opportunity for me to hear more stories, <clears throat> listening to people talking openly about their own journeys. And I find it wonderful. Often people reach out to me and say, I don't really have a story, but we do. We all have a story. We all have a journey, don't we? We all have our own experiences of life, which is our story. And when we start to recognize the parts and the impacts that might have taken place, then of course we can do more to support ourselves. So that's why the MH2 brand or story or podcast or whatever you want to call it exists today to help conversations it's incredible the number of people who have, have participated i just can't believe that i've got this number 100 up behind me i didn't ever envisage that we would get to 100 episodes of a podcast that was only born in november of last year it's been an investment of time of course i've invested my time but i invest my time because i genuinely love all of these conversations so it is important that we continue. We continue our work and we will continue to talk to people, to listen and to engage more conversations. I hope you keep enjoying and following. Please do feel free to follow. The third T-shirt there says, sometimes it's all right not to be all right. And I really, really hope that you're okay. I really, really hope that you can understand what that actually means. Now that t-shirt actually is an official t-shirt of Samaritans. And as many of you, if not all of you know already, I am a Samaritan. I have been a Samaritan now for over six years. Right now, I'm on a pause. I'm not doing listening service or listening volunteering at the moment. It's just not possible. I have too many things going on and I need to make sure I invest enough time in me to help myself to keep healthy and well. Samaritans is just a little bit of a stretch too far for me at the moment. It's one thing too many. And I'm consciously aware of that. I do intend to go back. I do intend to go back and listen and support more conversations. But whilst I'm in the process of supporting my daughter, supporting my family, supporting the people and the thousands of people that we talk to through the training platforms that we use today, I need to look after me too. I'm really, really practicing self-care right now. It really is important to me. I have to dip into my toolkit of self-care regularly to make sure that I maintain strong mental sense, you know, strong mental uh, positive mentality and everything else. And that's why I'm trying to practice. But just because I'm not volunteering for Samaritans at the moment doesn't mean I'm not actively helping Samaritans. So what I've done, I've combined the two thoughts. This leads into why I'm running the London Marathon this year on the 3rd of October for Team Samaritans. So I reached out to Team Samaritans a few weeks ago to ask if they needed an extra runner. And lo and behold, the world delivered or 
the universe delivered and I got a space within Team Samaritan, something that I really wanted to continue. My running at the moment is the thing that I use for recovery. I use it to you know, de-stress. I use it to look after myself and keep myself fit and healthy. And so I wanted to combine two of my passions, running and supporting others through the work of the Samaritans. So Team Samaritans is the team I'm running for, and I am raising funds for, for the organisation. And I appreciate that times are difficult for many people today. Times are very difficult for people that call Samaritans, and people do call Samaritans very, very regularly. There are many contacts to Samaritans every single day. Every call obviously costs money. Every volunteer hour that we invest in costs money. And that's the harsh reality of the world. Things cost money. So raising funds at the moment for me is something I can do. It's something that I'm very passionate about doing. I did some fundraising earlier this year through the podcast, through the 24-hour global podcast uh, event that took place at the beginning of February. 24 amazing humans talking about their, their journeys across the world in many different countries supporting conversations of mental health globally an incredible opportunity we raised over two and a half thousand pounds to support my local Basingstoke Samaritans where I'm a listening volunteer and also mind the biggest mental health charity in the UK fantastic out outcomes opportunities to help support more people and that's what it's all about so I'll be proudly putting on this Samaritan's jersey on the 3rd of October to participate in the 2021 London Marathon. And I will be running that with the thought in my head that I'm helping others. My life is about helping others, that my life is about supporting people who are struggling. When I lost my job in 2016, I never thought I would be in this role. I never thought this would be my life and my journey. But things changed. I changed. I evolved. I've learned. I've taken on board so much in terms of feedback from others, support from others, the way that people actually do when times are tough come together. And I've been very lucky in the last few years. I really have. As much as it's been a struggle with the situation with our daughter, I do feel like I'm a lucky person to have so many positive things going on in my world. I don't always show it. I do struggle sometimes. I really do. I do struggle, especially when things are just not seeming to go the way that I'm anticipating. COVID threw a massive curveball into all of our lives. And I'm not just talking about this from my perspective. We are struggling. We have had those challenges. Just this week, as you will all know, the changes happened again where Freedom Day was uh, taking place on the Monday. I want us to be careful. I do, and I still want to practice and, you know, be careful myself. I'm protecting others not just myself from from the virus it's still very much out there we see the statistics and i'm not here to to talk about the virus really itself but just to say let's stay safe let's be you know let's take the precautions we need and let's be cautious about how we go about the work that we do this virtual environment for me has been a godsend it's been a blessing and i know for many it really has having the ability to talk in an environment where I don't need to go to somebody else's facility or space <clears throat> has really opened up markets for us. I've been working internationally, which has been fantastic. I spent 20 years traveling globally. Now I travel through a virtual channel to many different people reaching out to countries that I just didn't think were accessible previously. Now this week, just this week, I was doing sessions in Australia and Singapore and the, and the Asia markets. And it's just brilliant to have that opportunity to talk openly about mental health with countries and cultures 
that are slightly different and see mental health in different ways. Through some of the podcasts, there are some episodes that are just incredible if you want to learn more about culture. In particular, some of those episodes that we recorded during the 24-hour podcast event. The event actually went all over the world, from Canada and America to the north, all the way over to Asia, to Australia, Singapore, India in the middle, and so on. And those conversations will always stay with me. My learning around cultural differences to the conversation of mental health is much greater because of those people that have shared their own personal journeys and experience. Please do go back and listen to them. The episodes aren't specifically around a date in time. They are very much around a journey that the individual guest has gone through in their life. So please feel free, go back and listen to some of those conversations. But the reality for me is we do need to talk more. We do need to talk about mental health more. I think we are. I think we are genuinely doing more than we ever have. The pandemic has helped us to raise the conversation. What I want to be sure of is, is some things that we can take away from these conversations rather than just paying lip service to the thoughts. Making sure that everybody understands we all have mental health is critical. Please, please, please do not ignore your mental health. Your mental health is critical for you to survive and go on a journey of life that fulfills the wants and the needs of yourself. Whatever your ambition is, go for it, but be positive. So be mindful, we all have mental health. We need to take care of our mental health. I will touch on that shortly. And if we don't take care of our mental health, things get worse, get harder, more stress, more worries, more concerns start to creep in. And we need to be mindful of the transition from that point towards potential illnesses and challenges that people might experience. So look after yourself. Self-care is so important and I keep saying it and I will keep saying it and I will keep saying it. Your own personal self-care routines need to evolve. Think about what makes you happy, think about what helps you to relax and do more of those things if you can. Investing your time in you is a worthwhile investment. If you don't invest in you now, in the long term, things will be much harder. So I want to give you an example. I want to share with you my world of self-care. What does that mean to me? So my daughter, as I've already explained, is not at home at the moment. She is in hospital and we are working hard to get her the right help. What she needs me to be is fit and healthy and well. Because when she does come home, and it's not just a, it's not a question of if, but just when, when she comes home, she needs me to be well, fit and healthy. She needs all of us in our house to be well, fit and healthy. And that's not just physically, that's mentally as well. Having the ability to not feel that anxiety so much because we look after ourselves and we manage it. So what do I do? What do I do? What's my routine? Now, this isn't a routine you all need, but this is what I do. I talk. I talk about the problems, the struggles, the challenges. I open up, maybe not to my wife so much, and she would probably say I don't, but the challenges, of course, is when you're so close and we're both struggling, it can be hard to have conversations around these topics. We are doing some education around what we can do to talk and be supportive to each other more as well, of course, and we do support each other. But I talk, I talk in my training sessions, I open up and I share the reality of the situation that we're in. I don't want people to be under any disillusionment that it is easy because it isn't. It really isn't. We struggle, but we talk. We open up those conversations. So the first thing, of course, is what it says behind me. We need to talk about these things. We do. We normalize the conversation and it's OK. Secondly, is I invest a lot of my time in 
doing activities that I enjoy. So I do run frequently. I do run and I now have a plan because I'm running London Marathon. So that's a big part of my, you know, my plan for the next few months in particular. I also try to play golf once or twice a week if possible. And it's always if possible. If I have enough time in my diary and I have a friend that might be able to, to play and, uh, and walk around a golf course with me. I don't play to any particular level standard. I just enjoy being out and just having that headspace to be able to, to do something that I really do enjoy. And just doing small things, taking breaks, making sure my diary isn't cluttered. I always have breaks between everything I do. One area of passion for mine at the moment is making sure we have enough time to recover from all the things that we do. So please do try to factor that into your self-care thoughts. Taking a break after the meeting or preparing for the next meeting is really critical. And I'll give you a tool in a moment that will help you to understand a little bit more about what we need to do and how we need to do it. And really just enjoying my life, enjoying time with friends, enjoying time with family. Now that we're allowed to reconnect in many ways, it's a big part of my self-care and stepping away when I need to step away. I still am a big fan of power naps, so I do try to get a quick nap in after lunch, before the afternoon sessions, especially when I'm training. They're very intense, especially in this environment, looking down the barrel of a screen. So it can be tiring, but making sure I recognise when I'm feeling tired, sleeping when I'm tired, getting just some refreshing moments just to sort of perk myself up. So important and minimising the amount or minimising the amount of alcohol that I consume. In August last year, I was struggling. I was struggling with my mental well-being. I was struggling to see a way out of this space that we were in with, with our daughter, and it was hard. And for months up until that point, I, would, I drank more. I drank more alcohol than I normally would. I would be drinking probably every day in some capacity. And I'm not talking about excessive drinking. I'm just talking about drinking was becoming the thing that was helping me to sort of manage some of my emotions. And it's not positive when you think about it. It was the thing that I went to, five o'clock was my reward time of having a beer or a glass of wine. Weekends, five o'clock didn't matter because it was the weekend, so you could have an earlier drink. And I had to adjust. And on the 31st of August last year, I stopped drinking. And I actually stopped drinking for nine months. And that's been great for me mentally, physically. I've managed to, to move a bit of the, the, the fat that was, that was sat around because of the alcohol and in particular beer. I've got a real penchant for beer still. Um, and now I do drink alcohol again, but in moderation and only on very special occasions. I've just changed the way I see alcohol. I don't have to use alcohol every day. I don't need to go back to those same habits that I had previously. And it's been really beneficial to my own mental health and well-being. So important parts to everything that I'm doing. In the wrap of this session, this episode 100, this celebration, this update, this information sharing opportunity, I want you to be thinking about the three elements of everything you do. Preparation, performance and recovery. Think about how you prepare for whatever it is that you need to do. Think about how you perform when you're working or when you're delivering something or whether you're doing a sport that you love. But most importantly, the biggest one and the one that we sacrifice the most, whether it's at work, at home, at play, is recovery. We all need to recover. We have been through a hell on earth moment over the last year and a part, you know, year and a bit. Really taking that time to recover is critical using some of those tools, listening to things that are important to us, taking time to enjoy those things that we love, 
really, really important right now. I want to encourage everybody that's listening to this, and I hope there are a few people listening, to look after yourself, take care of you first, because taking care of others while we're struggling is hard. We need to learn to take care of ourselves. We need to practice more self-care. We need to look after our own mental health. Really do value your time, value your mental health. And when you factor in recovery to everything you do, you will be doing well. You will be doing better. You will improve your situation. For 20 years, I flew all over the world, as many people know, and as many people do today. The thing that I never did was recover from those trips. I never really took time to just rest. So be mindful. We run head, headlong into things without thinking of the consequences of what might happen later. And I get that. Just have that awareness. Be mindful of the impact that things will have on your mental well-being. And if you're struggling today, please know there is always someone there who is ready to listen, who would like to engage in a conversation with you to help you. And please do know that that is always possible. Samaritans exist today to help conversations. And as I close every podcast, I will say, if you are struggling, if you feel alone, if you feel there is nobody that will listen, know that there is. Samaritans is free to call on 116123. You can also email joe at samaritans.org. But please do something. There are many organisations out there today that are there to listen. You just need to know that there is somebody there. Please share what you know about mental health with others. Please help to raise awareness. I'm very lucky to train amazing people every week in the understanding, the awareness and the support for mental health in the workplace, in the home and everywhere in between. There are lots of people engaging in this conversation right now, and I am absolutely humbled and feel so proud to be part of that conversation. I don't stand on a stage preaching. I'm in the crowd with the people talking about mental health. We start the ripple from the center, not from the side. We help people by going inside that crowd and sharing what we understand and know. That's the podcast. That's what mental health is all about. That's what Matt Holman talks mental health as a podcast and an idea is focusing on all of the time. How can we make conversations accessible? How can we support more people who are struggling? And how can we normalize the conversation of mental health? We do it one day at a time, one step at a time, and working together through these conversations. I really hope that you found something in this episode will either be helpful, insightful, or you may have just listened to it and thought that was interesting. Please do feel free to share, to get in touch, to let me know what you think. That's the end of this episode. It's always interesting because there's nobody else here to say goodbye to. But I hope if you've been listening, you've heard the messages. This is directed at you. This is for you. And that's what this is all about. It's all about you. I will see you all soon. I'm looking forward to episode 101, which is coming very soon. And I wish you all the very best. Please do stay safe and well. And if you are struggling, please do reach out. Please do get the help that you need. And I'll see you on another podcast episode very soon. Take care now. Bye-bye.